What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head. What is up? A very happy Tuesday morning to you, Chair Shot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco, coming at you this beautiful Tuesday morning. Chair Shot Radio, of course, comes to you five days a week. I am the Tuesday edition. We'll have a special Wednesday edition tomorrow as well. I am at Chair Shot Greg, the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com, at Chair Shot Media. Be a friend, tell a friend. All about our shows. Like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review. iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play. All of your favorite streaming platforms, and of course, thechairshot.com. Look, if you're local here in the state of Arizona, IZW returns this Saturday night Grand Prix. We got a tag team tournament. We got so much more. Uh, an amazing singles contest between Graves and GQ Gallo. It's just Gallo now. Uh, we've got uh, Watson and Gino Rivera. We've got a four-way. We've got a women's six-woman six tag. So much more. Come on out at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media. Find your links to get tickets before they sell out, which they are down or dwindling very fast. Don't have a whole lot left, so definitely pick those up. Normally, they're gone by now. It's a long summer, a little bit longer of a layoff between events, so this is your opportunity. If you don't have tickets, pick them up. Come on out. Have a great time when IZW presents Grand Prix this coming Saturday night at the Sun Studios of Arizona. But this past weekend was a huge weekend in the world of professional wrestling. It was SummerSlam weekend. The wrestling world converged upon America's playground, Las Vegas, Nevada, for just a hell of a weekend of events in and around WWE. When I say around WWE, that's because uh, a lot of people go on there, mooch off WWE, and make quite a pretty penny doing so. I don't blame them at all. I would do the same thing if there was a SummerSlam here in Arizona or another event. Um, I'd immediately jump on that and, and put something on with IZW. So, again, um, lots to go around, lots to talk about with SummerSlam weekend. And I'm going to talk about it here on Chair Shot Radio. It's going to be a little bit of a shooting the shit with Greg DeMarco edition as we talk about the world of pro wrestling. But before we get to the world converging upon Las Vegas, Nevada for WWE SummerSlam weekend, we got to make a detour. 
Turn this fucking plane around. Let's go land in the city of Chicago, Illinois. Illinois, where CM Punk made his triumphant return to the world of professional wrestling. He finally made his much-rumored, much-anticipated, pretty much everybody knew what the fuck was going to happen debut for All Elite Wrestling. And I got to tell you, I have been quite critical of AEW. Fair criticism, in my opinion, of what AEW has been doing since their inception. I'm critical of WWE when I need to be. I'm critical of NXT, my favorite product, when I need to be. Hell, I'm critical of my own shit in IZW when I need to be. So I don't want you to think that I'm just being critical of AEW when I'm being critical of AEW. Just because it's AEW. All right? Am I predispositioned because of their shitty fan base? Maybe. It's a huge fan base. They spend a lot of money. But God, they are insufferable. But that's not what this is about, you see. CM Punk made his debut in AEW, and I'm not going to criticize it, because I thought it was great. I really did. And and while I don't believe the, the, the balance of power has shifted, you can follow me on Twitter at ChairShotGreg. You know when I tweet, it's really about wrestling, right? Instagram is all about fitness and leukemia. Facebook is kind of more family, promotional, and, and a mix of everything. But man, when I hit the Twitter, I'm going hard on the wrestling opinions, And I went hard, and my opinions were geared towards the fan base, saying shit like the balance of power has shifted in the favor of All Elite Wrestling. Well, then WWE went out and packed 51,000 fans in a football stadium in Las Vegas. The balance of power has not yet shifted, my friends. I think AEW could put a stadium show on. I really do. And and even if they drew 30,000, it would be a success, in my opinion. But... CM Punk showing up for AEW is big. It is a game changer. And I don't want you to think I don't believe that. It is 100% a game changer. You could see how happy he is to be back. You could see how happy those fans were to have him back. CM Punk captured the imagination of a whole hell of a lot of people simply by being CM Punk. And he did so in a way that was very entertaining. He's one of the top five promo guys or promo men or women in the business period not now but in the history of the wrestling business cm punk is a top five promo and the promo that he delivered was fine it was off the cuff it was was not scripted and i thought it delivered what it needed to deliver long term i think you might want to get some bullet points down there for phil but for what he did last friday night thought it was perfect the ice cream bars, it's a little touch and it's great. And, and CM Punk, you know, did take his jabs here and there at WWE. Hopefully that shit wears off. While I think it plays to the audience that they, they tend to covet, I think it can inhibit their growth long term. And when you've got a guy like CM Punk, and soon you're going to have a guy like uh, Brian Dan- Daniel Brian Danielson, and you're probably, unfortunately for me, going to have a guy like Adam Cole coming in here in the next few months. Uh, first of all, it's too fucking crowded, but I believe that things set up quite nicely for AEW to continue to grow that fan base as long as they don't sit here and make it about WWE so much because I think some of those lapsed fans would rather it not be about WWE. But CM Punk delivered an impassioned promo, and I'm excited to see what he does next. What I don't like is when guys come in for specific matchups. CM Punk's going to wrestle Darby Allen at All Out. And I'm okay with that. 
in the short term, but in the long term, that man is a storyteller. He's a great storyteller. When you come back for matches, it just doesn't go so well. When you come back for stories, it does. And so let's get the dream matches out of your system. And now let's really start to tell some fucking stories. But I'm going to give praise where praise is deserved. CM Punk in All Elite Wrestling is something I'm excited about. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to watch it. And I really can't wait to see how it grows and develops here over the coming weeks and months. So kudos to CM Punk for being willing to do it. Kudos to AEW for making it happen. Let's have some fun and let's see what goes down. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Now we fast forward to Saturday. First off, I love having SummerSlam on a Saturday. Great SummerSlam. If you've listened to me, second point, uh, on these shows, you know I'm the very, very, very small but vocal minority in the fact that I'm not a big fan of huge stages anymore in wrestling. I think it's been overdone. So I love the setup of SummerSlam, the entrance, the way they did it. I just like that. I like the crowd being around the entrance the way they were. You can do little things like they did with Edge's entrance to make it special. I'd be okay if even the elevated entrance was right there and it was something that that was used as a little mini stage. But I I really enjoyed the way they did the entrances. I think it worked out very well. Uh, And I just love having the fans right there by the entrance. So count me in on the SummerSlam setup. They've used it for Royal Rumbles. They use it for Royal Rumble here in Phoenix, as well as in Houston. So again, big fan of the setup. I enjoyed SummerSlam, but what's weird is when I went back to watch it, I didn't feel like I had to watch it again. I watched WrestleMania 38 or 37 more than once. And I can still sit down and watch WrestleMania 38 and enjoy it. And SummerSlam didn't give me that vibe. Now, I don't like wrestling in daylight. It's this weird thing about me. I don't like wrestling in daylight. So there's some of that. But it did get dark. And and it did give us those elements. I had a lot of fun. I think RK-Bro is just having a blast out there. And I love to see Randy Orton having fun. Because a motivated Randy Orton is the best Randy Orton. And we all need to see that and props to to Matt Riddle for not taking himself too seriously and realizing that there's money in funny for him right now maybe not forever but he's getting over and then when he takes that serious turn people will be solidly behind him now a couple highlights I want to hit first of all Edge is is phenomenal in what he's doing even at this age, like he looks like he hasn't missed a beat. And creatively, he definitely hasn't missed a beat. When they introduced the brood element on Friday night, I thought it was a fun little one-off. But then when they brought it back in Saturday for his entrance, his gear, everything, loved it. I just thought it was perfectly well-placed. And, and Edge and Seth Rollins work really well together. Uh, it's a dream match for many. I really hope we see it again. I'm not done watching Edge and Seth Rollins go at it. I'm going to take a drink here real quick. Hang on. Thank you for for chilling with me as I do that. Now, let's talk some controversy, okay? Sasha Banks, not there. Allegedly, they knew about it all week, but still let it happen because they had the Becky Lynch plan, the Becky Lynch pin in their back pocket. Becky Lynch comes out. 
A little bit of forced promo work between Becky and, and, and Bianca Belair. It, it exposes Bianca a little bit. I don't think they put her in the best position the way they did it. And then she gets squashed. I think you were better off having Becky Lynch come out, let Bianca challenge Becky, let her step up to Becky, give him a little bit more time. Becky catches Bianca, and now Bianca's got some fire behind her again. Got a reason for us to get fired up. I've read that Becky Lynch is going to be a heel. I think it's a tough proposition because people love them some Becky Lynch. But look at Roman, man. Everybody wanted him to turn heel, and the fans have no problem booing him. The big difference is nobody was begging for Becky Lynch to turn heel. I don't think they buried Bianca Belair at all. This is what WWE does. They push you to the moon, then they chop you down because they want to see how you handle it. Because if you can handle that, you can truly be a WWE superstar with the appearances, with the booking cycle, with the grind that is a WWE career, especially now since they're back on the road. When Bianca hit the main roster, there was no travel. And now as they're starting to pick up with travel, Bianca's got to prove she can do that, and I think she has. Even the interviews I've seen with her since SummerSlam proves to me that she's got what it takes to be a long-term WWE superstar and deal with the booking. Here's the problem that I have, and, and it's, it's, it's a little bit of the race card, but it's, it's a verifiable fact, okay? Kofi Kingston was a victim, not of Brock Lesnar, not of Vince McMahon's booking. He was a victim of time. Okay, The Rock and Becky Lynch. Go back and watch the first SmackDown on Fox. Two segments ran way too long. And we had next to no time for Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. I believe that match would have been a little bit longer. The outcome would have been the same, but Kofi gets squashed in a matter of seconds. Same shit happens to Bianca Belair. I get that you didn't need to have that match. You already had the big moment for Becky's return. Now you can set things up in the future. But now, in a span of two years, you have squashed two insanely popular black champions in a total of about 30 seconds between the two matches. That's not a good look, okay? I know it's not about race, why it was done, but here's the thing. I hate the phrase, you've heard me say this before, I hate when people use the phrase, I don't see color, right? That's bullshit. Unless you're colorblind, like medically colorblind, you see color. And people say that it's a cover-up, okay? You need to see and acknowledge color because color is a part of our life. Color is a part of who we are and who we're around. But to say I don't see color, that's a bunch of bullshit. Two black superstars have been squashed by white challengers in situations that made the fan base kind of a little uncomfortable. That's just not smart business by WWE. All right, You didn't go out there and squash your white champions except for Kevin Owens when he got squashed by Goldberg. But Still, the numbers don't look good, and it's just not smart. I don't believe there's ill intent on the part of WWE, not at all, but it's just not a good look, and you open the door for criticism that doesn't match your intent. When I, when I want to criticize people, I want to criticize their intent, all right, the why behind their actions, and I don't think their intent was to hurt Bianca Belair, to bury Bianca Belair, to squash her character, to put her in her place or anything like that. But you opened yourself, you opened the door for that criticism. Fast forward to the end of the night, Bob Lashley 
the stuff with 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 Goldberg's son, stupid. All right, that means this feud's going to continue. It's going to continue probably into Saudi Arabia. They love him from Goldberg. I really hope Bob doesn't lose to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, uh, especially if the title's involved. Maybe Big E will have cashed in by then. I'm ready for Big E as world champ anyway. So uh, if that cash in happens on Bob, so be it. It, it sucks because I love Bob as champion. I love Roman as champion, but I'd love to see Big E as champion. Lastly, for WrestleMania, or excuse me, SummerSlam, it was a WrestleMania type of SummerSlam, the return of the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Now you've got the Paul Heyman factor, because Heyman is aligned with Roman. So so you're going to have Heyman stuck in the middle. Brock was giving me Goro vibes for you Mortal Kombat fans. Um, I hope he keeps that look. It's good to freshen things up and change them, but um, when the theme hit, very everybody's very excited. I'm glad he hit the F5 on Cena at the end. Otherwise, Brock walking out to the ring and walking back and doing nothing. Kind of anticlimactic. Good for the fans in the building. Good on John Cena. Roman and Cena was a great main event. I think the crowd was a little worn out. This was a four-plus-hour show. Uh, that's why the two-night events really do work, because you can keep things to three hours. And that is a good sweet spot. But I also like having more people on the card. So I am in favor of two-night events. Um Money in the Bank going to Allegiant Stadium next year. It's the first time Money in the Bank is in a stadium. I'm excited about that. WWE events continue to be that. Events. Big, major happenings. It still shows you there's a difference between WWE and AEW. AEW is on the come up, and I'm excited about that. Even if I don't like their product so much, I'm a fan of the business. And when the business grows and the business can do good, I'm happy as a fan and as a promoter. Let's jump to quick commercial break again real quick. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those chair shot t-shirts, right? You hear the commercials all the time. You know the deal. But go get one of those shirts that supports everything that we do here at the Chair Shot Radio Network. So get them as a gift. Get them for yourself. Get them in soft style, tank top, long sleeve, short sleeve, whatever the fuck you want. We got it. And it supports the movement here at the ChairShot.com. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot pro forward slash the chair shot we'll be right back on the other side of this break part three this edition chair shot radio what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Chairshot Radio Tuesday edition. Greg DeMarco at Chairshot Greg, part three of the weekend that was, which means we are talking about NXT TakeOver. You know me by now. You know I'm a huge fan of the NXT product. You know I love what they do. I love what they put out. But here's the deal. I'm not going to bullshit you. I didn't love TakeOver. I didn't love TakeOver 36. And it's not because of the card that was laid out. Yeah, some major elements were missing. All right, no Kushida. No Swerve. No MSK on the card. Like, that's some major players that were not involved in TakeOver. Major champions that were not involved in TakeOver. 
The NXT UK Championship changing hands on American soil for the third time. Three out of four times that belt changed hands has been in the U.S. It's a UK championship. I don't like that so much. But here's the bigger deal. I am done with LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. I think we need to get rid of the Million Dollar Championship. We've got enough fucking titles in NXT. We don't need it anymore. Let's let that thing fade away. Cameron Grimes is now ready for a main event run in NXT at a time where they're probably going to need it. Okay, LA Knight, time to go to Raw and SmackDown. All right, you didn't really need the run in NXT. You're older. Let's go. Now, here's the deal. This takeover rubbed me the wrong way. And it has nothing to do, at least I don't think it has nothing to do, with the changes that are coming for NXT. For me, it was the producing of the matches. Outside of Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, these matches ended too quickly. Now, I don't mean the match time, but the finishing sequences were not NXT. Usually in NXT, you've got some good near falls, some dramatic near falls. We didn't have those. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez ended way too easily. Samoa Joe wins after one muscle buster. Karen Cross should be kicking out of a muscle buster and then eating another one. Adam Cole tapped out so fast in that knee bar. This is a feud ending match. Three falls. All right. He got pinned way too easily during the first fall. Did win the second fall also too easily. And in the cage match, as soon as Kyle grabs a leg, Adam Cole's tapping out. What the fuck? That's not how NXT matches are supposed to go. And it makes me a little concerned for what we're going to see in the future. I'm not worried about the talent situation in NXT. We've got amazing talent still there. Shifting away from the indies is not necessarily a bad thing. Their roster is heavily populated in WWE from the independent scene. So if you want to diversify a little bit and go through a cycle of non-independent talent, I'm okay with that. Let the indies repopulate. Let the indies grow. They did make some poor decisions. I used the example on Twitter. Anthony Henry, who came in the company as Azure Hale. Amazing talent. Changed his look so he was a little more unique. The guy's older than Roman Reigns. He doesn't have that much time to get on top of the world in WWE. It's not a good investment if they're thinking about people who can go out there and be on top for 10 plus years. And that's what they're looking for, okay? They are trying to find top talent. And whoever doesn't make it can populate the mid-card. But they are not hiring for the mid-card. They're hiring for the top, and then it filters down to the mid-card. So I'm not worried about the change in talent. Because you've got a guy like Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher, so many more. Roddy Strong, Samoa Joe. I mean, the list just goes on and on of the talent that's still in NXT. All right? You've got a Cameron Grimes. You've got a Kushida. Despite the releases, there are plenty. Of, that, I've seen that criticism, okay? All these athletes you want to bring in, who are they going to work with? Fucking talent that's there. Because there is a ton of it, okay? The indie wrestlers will be okay. All right, the company will go back through and eventually start hiring indie wrestlers again. This is not a change forever. And that's what people are triggered about and being pissed off over. But the booking of TakeOver, the producing of the matches, that's what got me. No exciting near falls. No complete markout moments by the fans except for Ilya Dragunov and Valter. And I don't like it. NXT is one of my favorite shows for a reason because it's a little more athletic, a little more competitive spirit, a little more fighting spirit, a little more Japan-infused, a little bit Mexico-infused, but that seems to be going away, and that's what I don't like. It's probably I'm worried that because NXT 
is back to solely existing for populating the main roster, that it's going to become too basic. I will be interested to see the rest of this 2021 who moves up to the main roster from NXT. Does Gargano go? Does Ciampa go? Does Roddy Strong go? Are they going up there to see if it works? If they flounder, they're done. I don't know. But I want to see what happens because I'm interested. Because I'm intrigued now to see what happens. And because I'm worried that NXT is about to become far too basic. The jury's out. I'm not making my decision now. I'm willing to wait and see just like I do with an AEW or anybody else. But I am a little concerned. We'll find out in the coming weeks if my concern is warranted or not. But until then, this is Greg DeMarco. This is Chair Shot Radio Tuesday edition. Stay tuned for the rest of the day here. We've got five rounds coming up for you. We've got Down the Wire later tonight. And then, of course, we've got all the great Wednesday shows, including Chair Shot Radio, including the Babyface Heel podcast. And including the three-man weave. So stick around. Check out all the amazing products that we have for you here at thechairshot.com and the Chairshot Radio Network. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Pick up your shirt. Be a friend. Tell a friend about all the great things that we do here. Follow me at Chairshot Greg. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow the website at Chairshot Media. Also, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you are local. IZW Wrestling. Big Lip Radio presents Grand Prix this weekend, Saturday night. Sun Studios of Arizona in Tempe. Come check it out. It's going to be another great time. Until then, my name is Greg DeMarco. You've been listening to Chair Shot Radio. Please remember to go out there, to be unstoppable, and to always use your head. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.